Hi, welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And we're going to be babbling about astrology. And today's uh, focus is going to be the full moon in Aries. So that's why I'm wearing red and so is Linda. <laughs> Very Aryan today. Yes. With that Aryan vibe. And this full moon is going to be at 16 degrees and 32 minutes of Aries. So I'll bring up the chart. That's great. While you do that, do you want me to talk about the moon mansion? That would be great. Okay, the moon mansion. Um, it's a really kind of a short one. It's uh, it's good for sowing uh, seeds um, and journeys. It is not good for um, associations or marriage. Ooh. So I guess it's take a walk into the woods <laughs> or plant and stay in the fields. That's <laughs> Just do all the hard work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good for your neck of the woods. Um, it would not be wise to be planting seeds this time up here for unless you've got an inside uh, venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going into uh, spring here. Or we're already in spring, so yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the oh, you just told us about the Moon Mansion. <laughs> that was a very short Moon Mansion. It was. There was just a couple of things, but mm. um, you know, there's a lot going on as far as the uh, the you know the planets. But let's do the horoscopes. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, I thought we'd have a quick look at the chart. Uh, we've okay. got Venus very close to the sun at the time of this full moon because the full moon is when the sun and the moon are opposite each other. So, yeah, the moon's not only opposite the sun, but Venus at the same time and uh, in the sign of Venus, Libra. So, yeah, we have Jupiter retrograde with the moon, but soon to move into Pisces. We have Mars, which rules this full moon. Uh, it's making a wide sextile to it. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, Saturn is making a sextile to that as well and slowing down because it's going to be stationing soon. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how this goes. I mean, Aries is a sign known for driving forward and moving fast and yeah it'd be interesting to see if that satin sextile kind of slows it down a little bit kind of makes it a little bit more controlled but then we've got sure. the, the sextile with uh mars and gemini so <laughs> i think it's going to be too controlled it's training that mars <laughs> <laughs> yeah well let me just change this wheel style and we'll do the horoscopes did you want to start us off it's wonderful so if aries is your ascendant and your rising sign this full moon is going to happen in your first house so this will be culminating things that you've already started um, maybe even six months ago during the aries new moon um but this will be things that are are coming to fruition for you um that you have started a project maybe that you're completing it yeah exactly if you are a pisces ascendant this full moon is happening in your second house 
And the second house is our income, our personal finances and resources. So you might be coming into a bonus at this time, or you might have been saving up for to buy something, uh, a resource or, you know, possession that's helpful to you. This might be the time when you afford it. Or, you know, maybe there's just some bump in income. Maybe you're getting, you know, an increase in salary, something similar to that. Yeah. And then um, if you are an Aquarius, it's going to be happening in your third house. And this is your house of community. Uh, it's your house of um, siblings. It's your house of um, your extended family and and as well as uh, early education. So these are things will be coming, um, you know, around to you that you might be finishing up with uh, um, any community projects and early education kind of activities. Very nice. And if you are a Capricorn Ascendant, this full moon will be happening in your fourth house. And the fourth house is our house, our home, our parents, our family, and it's also real estate matters. So this could have something to do with your parents. Maybe they're coming to some high point or culmination or ending regarding some matter. Uh, maybe it's, you know, you've had the house on the market for a while and it finally sells, or maybe you finally purchased that new home. Though I should imagine that might be more of a, a new moon. It's hard to say with that, but uh, yeah, something to do with those topics. Wonderful. Then moving on, um, Sagittarius, if you are a Sagittarius rising or ascendant, um, this is going to be happening in your house of creativity. It could also be uh, the house that you um, have children. It's the house of children. Um, something might be coming, you know, finishing up a, a project around either children or whatever you are being creative with, you know, how your creative expression, your hobbies, that might be you know, you might be finishing up something with that. Yeah. And if you are a Scorpio ascendant, this full moon is happening in your sixth house. And the sixth house is the house of illness. It's also our pets and working relationships. This could be people that you work with or people that work for you. And it's also the house of service. So this might relate to people in I wouldn't say public service jobs, but jobs that serve the public, such as firemen, policemen, doctors, nurses, all those kind of essential workers. So there might be some high point or culmination or some sort of ending happening regarding one of these topics. It might be somebody's moving on from a job. It might be it might be a high point. It might be a graduation ceremony. It might be something to do with a pet. Maybe if you've got a pet that's uh, been entered in a pet show, it, it comes out with first prize or something similar. Very nice. A lot of the hard work pays off. So if you are a Libra rising or ascendant, this is going to be happening in your house in the seventh house or the house of the other. So things will be culminating with maybe a discussion you've been having with your significant other. This will be... Uh, this might come around as that's um as that topic that you've been trying to have a conversation with is is coming to fruition. 
I like this house. I like that. Especially with, with Jupiter right there in the same house. So <laughs> Not for much longer. I'm not sure when it moves, but it must be moving soon. Very slowly into Pisces for a little bit longer. Yeah. And... I will like I will like that better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you are a Virgo ascendant, this full moon is happening in your eighth house. And the eighth house is traditionally other people's money. So this might be a time where you're coming to completion of a financial agreement. This could be you're merging your money together for whatever reason, could be a business partnership, could be uh, related to a significant other, or it could even be, you know, it's a divorce settlement. And this is a time when this uh, agreement is met. It could be when a big loan is approved. It could be when an inheritance comes through. For whatever reason, it's a culmination or an ending or a high point regarding one of those topics. And if you're a Leo, this is going to be happening in your ninth house. And this is the house of um, higher education, the esoteric subjects, uh, maybe publishing. So you might either be getting that book finally published or you know, maybe even understanding a concept in the esoteric, you know, subjects, but this is, this is when you're, when it's coming to you. So you're, you're able to reap those, the, you know, harvest that, um, what you've been working towards. Yeah. Full moon, very much related to harvest. And if you are a cancer ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 10th house. So this is a very visible house. It's often associated with our work or our public reputation. So this could be perhaps you've been working on a big project at work and this is a time when, you know, it's completed or you present it. Or it could be uh, some sort of a high point such as getting a, a big promotion. Uh, it could be also related to your personal life, quite often you might see this as somebody's getting married or they're receiving some sort of honor or reward. And then if Gemini is your um, rising sign or your ascendant, this is going to be happening in your 11th house. And that's the house of hopes and dreams and the house of your friends and groups and uh, where things will be coming together with that. So, you know, um, if you are planning a group to, you know, get together to do something, this this might be when that project is going to happen. Yeah, very nice. And if you are a Taurus ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 12th house. So the 12th house is the house of our undoing. So it can be related to things such as addictions or self-defeating habits. It's also places of rest and retreat. So it could be a time where you're going away and working behind the scenes. And it's also places of confinement. So this could be hospitals or prisons or monasteries. So for whatever reason, there might be a high point, an ending, or some sort of culmination regarding one of those topics. And it could even be just that you've needed to take time away to rest and recuperate. Maybe you've been working really hard and you know, you've got a holiday coming up and now you can actually relax and decompress a little bit. How's that for a Very nice, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I like, you know, being able to use these these energies to our best advantage. So when you know <laughs> it's time to, you know, take a step back. 
Yeah. Take, you know, take a book with you, you know, Yeah. <laughs> use, use, use that time, you know, to your advantage. It, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see these things coming up. So, you know, you know, what you need to have. Yeah. I love it. So <laughs> love that positive spin because everybody needs some, you know, some downtime regenerating, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, you can't just go like a machine 100 miles an hour constantly. It's just, just doesn't work Nobody that way. can. Yeah. And do you have a stone for us, Donna? I'm sure you do. I do. And I bet you you can guess the color. Uh, is it <laughs> um, garnet? This. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. It is. Oops. <laughs> it is the red jasper. Nice. This is a great stone for um, it. It helps the blood. Um, it's a good for the root chakra. It has a Mohs hardness of a 6.5. It is, um, it's a micro crystalline. So the, the, it's still a crystal and it's still repeating. Um, but it's, it does have the other inclusions in it. It's not quartz, but it's, it's of the same kind of family, you know, nice. in there. With the, as far as the microcrystalline, let me give you some more information because it is a wonderful stone. Um, yeah, it gets its color from uh, iron and it is associated with first is of the earth chakra is um, the, um, or not the earth chakra, the earth element is the uh, element that it resonates with. Mm -hmm. um it helps you with connection with that um the mama earth kind of connection uh um i use it i use it in layouts for um energizing for fun for blood issues it it, it gives you it gives you that 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 fire even though it's um i can think of a ton of other stones that have a lot of fire in it this does offer a lot of that almost constant fire that not that not that quick burn and and whatever it's that constant you know keep it going kind of a, oh. a stone so that's what i use it for and it it does it it really does work well for uh for that 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 grounding and that um wanting to get in a little bit of extra energy mm -hmm. going with yeah. you i it, it works very well with that mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Very it releases nice. um, um, shame, guilt, uh, you know, because a lot of, there's not a lot of people that have um, been unscarred from their childhood. Yeah. And so it's a great stone. It gives you, gives you a little bit of energy, a little bit of playfulness, um, releases a lot of that, you know, you know, some of those harder emotions to, to deal with. So nice. yeah, it is one of my one of my go tos. <laughs> I'm sure you're probably going to see at least 24 go tos um, that I'll be talking about these first 24 <laughs> episodes because you know I you I I can talk about what I use the most. It's it's what I think is beneficial. Although there's probably a lot there's a lot of stones that are beneficial. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's not just 24 that are the top beneficial ones. Yeah. It depends on what you're using it for. 
of what you're trying to adjust those chakras, you know, you, what you're trying to, what I'm trying to do is balance those chakras to kind of even up and straighten up. And that's, that's what these stones do, depending on what their energies are on how to, how to nudge those, those chakras more in a line. So that's what I try to do um, based on your experiences, your past experiences. That's how, how that's kind of those that's how I use my choices for stones so it's, it's based on the clients if somebody needs a lot of something you kind of bring in the heavy hitters and if if you just need a delicate touch you might bring in a, a different one exactly oh, exactly nice yeah depending on um what their what their um energies are because a, a, a red jasper is going to have way different energy I usually have my I usually have a basket of stones right there mm -hmm. um you know is is going to give way different energies from other red stones so mm -hmm. yeah nice it's nice. a great one very Aryan one it's it you know it, it gives you that 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 stand or that 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 firmness to stand your ground to you know make sure nobody's walking over you and love it <laughs> it's a great stone yeah I've seen it a few <laughs> and that words. is <laughs> The red yeah. jasper yeah nice. yeah it looks like a very um uh inert stone something that wouldn't do a whole lot it's 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 very nice to feel it's you know sh you know very smooth and mm -hmm. but it's a very powerful stone very nice very nice yeah wow we just seem to be zipping through this tonight we do you know what it's the Aries I'm oh, telling I you it is that stone it is yeah. that stone it's exactly what it does oh, it kind of gets things moving around and mm. yeah yeah you're even feeling it uh how far are you away from here? <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly let you me you know you felt the stones before <laughs> <laughs> I have um, actually I've had Donna do uh remote uh healing on me and it was really really good this full moon is going to be happening at 4.54 here on the Eastern Coast. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be um, at 16 degrees. 16 degrees and 32 minutes. Yep. Yeah. 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 We've did, we, yeah, Linda touched on, on what all this is going to happen. But our next aspect then will be October 10th, right? Mm -hmm. Is that where we are? And where Mercury is going to move into Libra. Yeah. You know, Mercury... Just going from his own sign, uh, he had all, all the bells and whistles and all the tools he wanted to use. Uh, this isn't too bad of a sign. It was not his own domicile like Mer like uh, Virgo was. But it's, you know, Mercury likes to chat and talk. So yeah, I think it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, it's a nice sociable uh, position for Mercury to be in. Uh, when it was uh, in Virgo, it was not only domicile, but exalted. So really good at the analytical, getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, I kind of think of Mercury and Virgo as working though, whereas Mercury in, in Libra, it's socializing, it's having fun. So yeah, and it's going to be with the sun and Venus. So very nice. Right. And we can uh, take this opportunity to say happy thanksgiving to our canadian neighbors oh, their thanksgiving on that day tenth. so yeah tenth of the what they do it the 10th of october At the october 10th is their thanksgiving yeah oh okay happy thanksgiving canadians to the canadians 
Well, that would be be nice for a family get-together. Exactly. I'm just looking at that Mars, making sure it's not causing too much drama. But, I mean, that Mars (laughs) is going to be, it's going to be drained a bit by that uh, Neptune. That's that's eating too much turkey if they eat turkey for Thanksgiving. I don't know what the Canadians do. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Hmm. We should ask, uh, because we do have some Canadian friends that we can ask. Very easily. We do. We should. We should find out what's happening with their Thanksgiving. We don't do Thanksgiving down here. Oh. Mm. No, it's uh, very much an American thing and Canadian, apparently. So, apparently, (laughs) Northern (laughs) continent. Um, Okay. So, moving on. So, on the 11th, is the sun is going to trine Saturn. And that's, um, that's going to signify we're having interactions with older people, maybe some restrictions. Yeah. I mean, it is a trying. So this is, you know, I think you've got responsibilities and, you know, you've got things to do, but you're not feeling too bad about it. In fact, you might actually kind of like being a little bit of an authority or being in charge or like you said, it can often, Saturn's often signifies older people. So Yeah. This could be a nice sign of you're in charge, doing what you need to do. The sun is actually in the superior position here. And the sun, unfortunately, is in fallen Libra. But Saturn's in, in its own sign. So, But I don't think it should be a troublesome aspect. Mind you, no. some might want to play. It's very close to that Venus. And it's in Libra. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. It should be. A, it's a nice day, an easy day. I think so. Not too bad. And then the next day. Next one we have Mars is going to square Neptune. And that's going to happen on the 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's uh, could be substance abuse, could be toxic warfare. It could be naval battles. But yeah, I think for most of us, it's just going to be maybe just a bit of a drain on the energy levels. You know, that Neptune can kind of drain things. So, Or it could be confusion about anger you might be just irritable and not really know why well you will know you'll you'll know now (laughs) (laughs) if you are not feeling right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. knowing where the planets are could help you determine you know why is it that i'm you know feeling you know itchy or crawly or you know something is just rubbing me the wrong way all the time you know why is that happening today well this would be the reason yeah yeah neptune can kind of blur things you know it can be foggy you know, it's like, what am I not seeing? Yeah. If you know these aspects are coming, then you know why that's happening or why mm-hmm. you're feeling uneasy because you're not, you know, you're not getting the answers that you want and things aren't as clear as you'd like them to be. Yeah. So that would be a reason why. So just, you know, take a breath. Yeah. And uh, move on. The other aspect that we have on the same day is going to be Mercury is opposing Jupiter. Mercury opposed retrograde jupiter yeah didn't we do this not long ago i think we did because they were both retrograde at the time yeah 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 i think it was just before mercury uh stationed direct yeah i think yeah because mercury stations direct on the second of october so october yeah yeah, so this it, it time, hasn't been that long ago. Uh, yeah, so this time Mercury will be direct. 
Yeah, so for a start, I mean, when both planets are retrograde, they're both moving slower. This time Mercury's, you know, um, it's more than 15 degrees away from the sun, so it's not under the beams, and uh, it'll be moving a lot quicker. So, yeah, this this can be kind of grand ideas, big ideas. Uh, with that Jupiter retrograde, though, I think some of those ideas might be a little bit unrealistic, though. I mean, that uh, opposition can cause that even if they were both direct. But the fact that uh, Jupiter is retrograde, it's in Aries, it's just about to change sign, too. It's kind of a little bit all over the place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, hard to understand. It could come down Nail to... Down. Um, because Jupiter Where's can be a little bit high-handed, a little bit condescending at times. So if you kind of, and I mean, Jupiter's an Aries. It could be a case of, you know, you've got somebody that's trying to boss you around and tell you what to do. And I mean, that Mercury in Libra, it really doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers. But, you know, at the same time, <laughs> it's probably not yeah. wanting to be walked over either. So arrogance is with that jupiter and aries yeah you could yeah. run into arrogant or dishonesty fraud yeah 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 mm. so just keep an eye out for those kinds of things yeah well on the 12th and then mercury can be a trickster and it's in a very very charming sign of uh libra um i mean really would make a great con man uh, <laughs> aspect. <laughs> not saying yes, they would. Not saying that all Mercury and Libras are. I'm just saying, you know, it probably but just be a particular bad... aspect mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's opposite that retrograde Jupiter in Aries. Mm -hmm. So that Jupiter's already acting, you know, sideways and wonky, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how that happens. Um, and then moving on, um, on the 14th, we'll have Venus trine Saturn. Uh, you know, and that, you know, anytime Saturn and Venus get together, I think of duty, you know. Um, yeah, it's duty. It can be um, hard-hearted as well. Yeah, I like to think that the trine and the sextile between these two are a little bit nicer. I mean, Venus is in her own sign, but she is under the beams. So that under doesn't help. So she, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. So that loving energy of Venus isn't really isn't really going to come through as, as brightly as it could. No, a little bit more hidden. I think this is, you know, solid, dependable, reliable relationships. This is the comfort that comes from a committed relationship rather than the whirlwind fling. You know, this isn't the, it's not, you know, electrifying and fun. Well, it could be fun, but it's not that, you know, new excitement and all that of, you know, new romance. Not the Venus Uranus kind of. No. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, yeah, no, no. But um, it's interesting that, Uranus is squaring that Uranus uh, Saturn at the time. So, yeah, no, this is steady, reliable. It could also be, um, it could be a relationship with somebody significant age difference. 
but I mean, you yes. know, it's not going to last very long. As in, you know, this is just the passing uh, aspect. Um, probably, probably only going to last a day or two. So, but you know, maybe you meet somebody who's, you know, quite a bit older or younger than yourself, and there's an attraction there. But again, I wouldn't expect the wild romance. It's you know, a connection, a deeper connection. And then moving on to October 17th, we'll have the sun trining Mars. So, yeah, you know, that's going to be a lot of quick decisions. Those, you know, that fast decisions. And, you know, sometimes you need to be in a position where, or sometimes you find yourself in this position where you need to make those fast decisions. Yeah. yeah. So this would be a great aspect if you need to plan I don't know if this would be good for surgeries because you would certainly want a surgeon to be, you know, having a, the ability to make quick decisions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I was just thinking this might actually be helpful for that Libra sun because Libra is not known for, you know, being, they have the reputation of being very indecisive. So this Mars can actually kind of give it a little bit of oomph, a little bit more power of its convictions. It's like, I think we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we do it. You know, there's thought and action working together. So, yeah. Yeah. With Mars in that, in that Gemini sign, overstraining muscles, don't lift heavy things, you know, be watchful of yeah that heavy lifting that you might do on, on that day with, oh. with the Mars in Gemini, particularly if you are a Gemini rising. I was just looking because it's like one degree away from when it's going to station uh, retrograde. I was just looking at the speed, it's down to 33% of its usual speed. So this is a really slow Mars. So it might not be as big an oomph as it normally would, even though it's not retrograde yet. It's very, very slow. Wow, 33% of its normal speed. That is slow. Yeah. It is slowing down for something. <laughs> yeah. So then the following day we'll have uh, Venus trining Mars. That's nice. That Venus is moving pretty fast. She's moving at 127%. So this is going to be a quick aspect. It will be interesting because by the time she catches up to exactly trying that, Mars, she's going to be Kazemi. So it'll be a new Venus. 2436, she'll be what? 2428. She'll be within one degree. Yeah, not within the 16 for the medievals, but she'll be getting close. So, yeah. yeah. So a Kazemi uh, Venus trine Mars. But a very slow Mars. <laughs> uh, she's in her Won't own happen time. yet. Won't happen until Saturday. I mean, this is only Tuesday, so we're just starting it. So I know, it could I know. But she's she's I within know, that one degree. You're being Aries, and you are pushing it. <laughs> uh, but um, no, this could be, that could be fun. That could be a lot of fun. So what's that? The eighteenth. Yeah, a lively October. expression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lively expression. This could also be. Um, a lack of tenderness with Venus and Mars. So in other words, it's it, it it could be, you know, not doing all of the 
it, it might be more of the vibe of, you know, grab you and kiss you in the park, not present you with flowers and, and stuff Yeah, first, yeah. you know, it might be that abrupt kind of, uh, of, a of a get together. Yeah. So I really do think Venus has the upper hand here. Um, I mean, Mars is in the superior position, but he's really slow. She wants to get away. She can. So. Plus, you know, she's going to be Kazemi. Um, this is usually a fun aspect, you know, a bit of sexual tension, a bit of fun, a bit of flirty, a bit of, you know, kiss chasey. Yeah. So the next, uh, is it the next day on the 18th? No, it's the 19th where Yeah. the um, sun's going to square Pluto. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds So that's, like a that's plan. power struggles. It's um, arrogance. Arrogance seems to be coming up a lot, you know, with that Aries stuff. Yeah, sun tri uh, square Pluto can be a little bit, you might not feel fully in control. You might feel a bit uh, pushed and pulled, you know, like you're not fully in control of what's happening. Uh, really interesting that that Venus is going to be really close to it at the time. So I like that. Um, but, you know, we're going to have Venus square Pluto the next day. Yeah. A lot of depth, honesty, maybe, you know, maybe you kind of come to some realization about yourself. Uh, a self-truth that perhaps you weren't ready to face or you weren't kind of aware of. Pluto's direct. That sun is in fall though. So it's, the sun is usually about, you know, being the one, you know, the king, the, the hero or whatever. Whereas in Venus, it's more about, you know, the other or us. So, yeah, maybe, Um, maybe kind of yeah, a I was thinking the Persephone, the Persephone Hades uh, interesting. theme ought to be coming up that, Hmm. that, that lack of, that lack of, um, of power. Somebody's taking away your power. Mm So -hmm. that, um, that could be coming up as well around the, around this time. Yeah. Well, the next day we'll have the Venus square Pluto. Um, Yeah. And that. Yeah, I was just thinking with that um, debilitated sun and it's conjoined to Venus, square Pluto. Yeah. Trining Mars. I mean, it's it's still in a aspectable Yeah. Well, I, I trine. think that Mars will actually help. I mean, that Mars, you know, it's it's not the... strongest but at least it's uh, a trying but uh yeah maybe just realizing that you know we you know how does that expression go we're born alone and we die alone you know for a sign that's so wrapped up in um coupledom and uh relationship that could be something really quite difficult to 
come to terms with. Um, and of course, it's I'm talking like it's a person, but that's just, yeah, maybe this is something that some people will go through at this time, particularly if this is hitting uh, particular planets, natal planets or chart points in your natal chart. This might be more significant, but generally feeling, you know, you just don't feel in control. Yeah. Kind of went into a bit of a day, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> uncomfortable, uncomfortableness, but um, you know, you 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 have to experience that uncomfortableness, you know, of you know, of your life so that you can move. I mean mm. it it does it uncomfortableness does tend to spur you on to, you know, mm -hmm. get you moving along. Yeah. And that's what a lot of squares do do. You know, it's very easy with the trines and the sextiles to become very complacent and kind of almost lazy. You know, sometimes you need a, you know, a little prod to get you moving. So on the 20th, we do have that, um, the Venus square Pluto aspect. Yeah. And that is, that is definitely the Persephone Hades, the power struggle, the taking control, the, the, um, you know, the, the stomping on of, you know, another person's, um, agency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all that kind of theme. So, you know, just be careful and watch out with what you're doing and who you're engaging with. Make sure there's, you know, they're safe people. Don't take the, don't take the risk. Mm -hmm. This can also be jealousy and obsession and, you know, and I mean, you know, when you think about it too, when you become obsessed or, yeah, obsessed with somebody, you're more or less kind of giving up a piece of yourself for them in a way. Do you know what I mean? You kind of lose yourself a little bit by doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. The way to positive the spin is, uh, well, Venus, <laughs> she is moving direct and she is ahead of the sun. Yeah, she's in a superior position. She's in her own sign. She is. And she's she Kazemi. Or is she? Yes, yeah. and she is Kazemi. Yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> We're I've been waiting for this Kazemi for the last two episodes. <laughs> uh, I'm just, we're almost there. Not quite. Um, first, we have to go through. Oh, we're on the 20th. So the next aspect that we have, Linda, drumroll, da-da-da-da-da-da, is going to be Venus conjunct the sun on the 22nd. Excellent. And this is exactly what a Kazemi looks like. Oh, actually, um, I'll get it even closer. Because when the the when the when a when a planet goes up to the sun, it, it it gets really, really burnt. But when it seems to get right on top of the sun, it's almost like the sun is speaking to it. It's 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 otherwise known in the Hellenistic period as or what you were had said the 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 episode before, Linda, is that you have the um king's audience. You're in you're able to be in the the throne room or the yeah. you know the king's room so you have the king's audience you can see and you and that that communication and what needs to be said is happening uh that conversation between the sun and and venus is happening and you're getting the good ideas you might not be able to implement them right away but you are getting the energy that the sun is asking you to take 
And yeah. that's what makes it a Kazemi. That's what makes it so powerful. It's the sun's, because the sun is, is the pranic energy that we're all used to, you know, living with. And if we did not have the sun, we would certainly perish. Um, so that sun is, 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 is speaking right to Venus right now. So it's, it's a great, it's a great aspect. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And usually, you know, coming up to the Kazemi, you know, when a planet is 15 degrees either side of the sun, we say that it's um, under the beams. It can't be seen, which is said to damage the planet somewhat. And then when it gets within eight degrees, it's said to be combust. But when it's in its own sign, a planet in its own sign, and I think in exaltation, it's said to be in its chariot. It's like it's protected from that because, you know, it's already at home, you know. So yeah, Venus is in her own home or one of her homes in um, Libra. She's Kazemi. This is the start of a whole new cycle because Mercury and uh, Venus both have two different conjunctions with the sun. They have one when they're retrograde, which is the inferior conjunction, and they have one when they're direct, which is the superior conjunction, which this is also known as the Kazemi when it's exact. Yeah, this is the start of a whole new cycle, and it's a whole new cycle in Libra. So, yeah, nice. It is. It is a very nice aspect, that's for sure. Something for sure good will come out of this. I hope so, but look how late in Libra it is. It's like, it's at 29 degrees and 23 minutes. So it has, what, seven, 37 minutes before it goes into um, Scorpio, where she'll be in detriment. So yeah, it happens at the end of Libra. <laughs> she'll be good while it lasts yeah. oh she'll be fine she'll be fine so what are what is our next next aspect is mercury is going to try and saturn so yeah. you know Same that's uh, logical thinking ability to organize mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah this is strategic thinking too when i was uh, writing these down on my board I was thinking it's a shame that um, this Mercury wasn't in Scorpio at that time because that would have been really good for strategic thinking, but that would have, you know, required Saturn to be in Pisces. So, no, this is good for, you know, sitting down, writing out a plan. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I really like this aspect for for that thinking kind of tasks that you might need to do that, that require, you know, function and formation and you know what saturn brings is that that good foundation and uh yeah it's slowing down it when does saturn station the next day yeah so this is next a really day. Yeah. slow saturn so saturn's taking its time i mean he doesn't move fast anyway but yeah he's going to be how slow is he oh my god it says minus 1.7 percent yeah, that's what it says. So very, very slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just about that would to be... come to a stop. So, yeah. And Mars is out of bounds. Yeah, interesting. Because, yeah, that, that's the degree. He's going to stop at uh, 25 degrees. I don't know how many minutes. But 25 degrees is where he's going to stop. So he's very, very slow. He's down to 20% oh. at this stage. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah interesting to know if he's going to be um, out of bounds for a lot of that uh, upcoming retrograde because if that's the case oh my <laughs>
<laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Linda. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, those out-of-bound planets, they kind of, they just don't act. They're kind of, they're above, you know, the usual orbit that the planets are in. They're kind of a maverick or kind of. Out like, of their lane. Yeah, they're out of their lane. Yeah, they're kind of just off having an adventure of their own accord and um if it's going to be like that when it's retrograde as well that's going to be very interesting yeah yeah it's retrograde till january i think yeah oh so and i don't think it gets out of um gemini till about march next year no nope, you're right i think so it's a long time are we all getting used to mars <laughs> and uh, gemini yet i don't like it I don't like it in my sixth house, Donna. I wanted to move on and just get on with things. Well, you know, Mars in any house isn't going to feel comfortable, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, yeah, I've got it in my second house. So, you Ooh, know, yeah. there yeah. yeah, there can be. That's not going to be. Yeah, I'm sure enough. some people are having it in their eighth. So, yeah, it's going to be some. Or their fourth. You know, just mm -hmm. Mars in, in any place is 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 uncomfortable because it's 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 like just not 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 giving you uh, a time for breath i mean usually mars like zip zip zips like six weeks in the in a side and it goes all the way around the thing and, and we're done with it and you know you can always breathe through for six weeks but this is like six or seven months it's, yeah. it's a long time yeah i think it's in this yeah, sign, seven so. months yeah yeah, it's going to be a little challenging and it's harder and it's, but if you know, it's there, you know, why you're, you know, why you have all that activity in that particular house, because Mars is that, that, that planet that brings you activity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Fun times. Yeah. Um, so the next so, day is the actual station of um, Saturn is station director. Saturn. This would be nice. You know, the last thing you want is a malefic to uh, act out of character. And so when it stations, yes, it's going to be more impactful on the day it stations because, you know, it's like that iron that you run over, you know, a white cloth mm -hmm. and you move it back and it stays there for a little while. That's the station, you know, before it, you know, moves forward. So it kind of burns um, or or gives a lot of energy in that one spot for, and that's what Saturn's going to do on 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 Sunday, starting Sunday for a few days until it gets on and and you know moving. It's in its own domicile, so that's nice. At least it's acting, yeah, not as off as it could be. Yeah, realization of plans can now happen. Yeah, maybe some limitations might lift at this time. I mean, Saturn is associated with limitations and restrictions. Sometimes when it's retrograde, it can feel like you're kind of experiencing them even more so. So the house that has uh, Aquarius in it might be uh, suffering from some of those issues. And maybe you can start to move forward, uh, start putting plans in place, perhaps. Yeah. And with that trine with uh, Mercury, but it is also in trine with that Uranus, so it could be shocking when it's doing that. Uh, it's a square to Uranus and a trine to Mercury. Yeah, oh, is it a square to Uranus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, we've had that square for a long time or very close. We had a lot of that last year. I think we had some earlier this year, perhaps. I can't remember. Can't believe we're we did. nearly in October now. Um, like when we're recording this, which is 27th of September. Saturn's going to move forward. I think it gets into Pisces and then goes back. I think maybe in January it gets into Pisces. Let me just... One, two, three. Oh, maybe not. Oh, yes, there we go, Pisces. So March next year it will get into Pisces and I think then it very quickly goes back. Oh, no, it's going to make a liar out of me. Oh, there you go. It'll go back. It'll go back. But yeah, it'll be weird to have there. Saturn in Pisces after all this time. It will be. It will be. Because, mm. you know, Saturn is is in a sign for over two years, a little over two years. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been in Capricorn for two years. Now it's going to be in Aquarius for two years. That's four years in its own domicile. So yeah. when March happens and Saturn ends up in Pisces, it's not going to have the tools that it normally has at its disposal. It have to work with what Jupiter has to offer to uh, get the job done. Yeah. It'll have to work with Jupiter. It will be interesting. It will be. And also on the 23rd, we have Venus moving into Scorpio as well as the Sun. Looks like Venus might move in just ahead of the Sun because Venus is moving faster than the Sun. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, Venus does come up and conjoin with the sun, you know, the Kazemi, and then she moves forward until she gets certain distance away, and then the sun will start catching up with her. She'll retrograde, and the sun will eventually catch up. But, yeah, so the sun and Venus in Scorpio. So Venus will be in detriment and, yeah, getting close to that uh, south node. We don't usually kind of include the south nodes that much or the south and north node that much. Sometimes when uh, it got close to Uranus and uh, Mars a couple of months back. But, yeah, be interesting to see what happens when it does catch up to that. Must be about in a fortnight. Um, yeah, I think it will happen around the 25th when that sun moves, um, real close to that node, because that's going to be our solar eclipse. Yeah. It'll be a partial one. It won't be a full one. It'll be a partial one. A partial eclipse. Yes. What is Two that? degrees of Scorpio. Yeah, so it's it's a, definitely a wide, that's what makes it a partial, is when it's not directly on that node, It's it yeah. has a bit of space. Oh, two degrees. They're separated by 11 degrees. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. There's only going to be 39 minutes between um, Venus with that uh, solar eclipse. Wow. Yeah. So still Hellenistically in the in the heart of the sun. Mm. 
definitely, definitely. <laughs> the heart of the yeah. eclipse. <laughs> During the eclipse. So <laughs> and then we're into eclipse season and um Mm -hmm. That is a whole bunch of energy that should be very, very interesting to watch. If you are interested in, you know, uh, the eclipses, if you're interested in um, the United States politics, this eclipse is very much, uh, you know, something to watch. Because we have the solar eclipse now, we're going to have a lunar eclipse directly on uh, Election Day. Oh, Wow. So what's that? The yeah. uh, one in must be November. November, mm. like November eighth or something. What's that? About sixteen Taurus, I think. I think which is going to be right on top of the Uranus. Just there are so many aspects on that on that wow. um, on that yeah. November eclipse. It's just mind boggling. On mm. uh, yeah. Is... So if you are interested in you know, United States history, uh, you know, the election days, how that's going to happen. Yeah, this will be, this will be very interesting. And where it happens, trying to see where it ha what'll happen in the, ooh. That'll be in it'll the 12th happen and the 6th. House for the, uh, I guess, oh. the Sibley chart. And Linda and I did a, um, a, an episode on what the houses mean through the Sibley chart. So if yeah. you, aren't quite certain what the houses mean through the Sibley or through, if you aren't, aren't quite sure what the houses mean, it's a fun way of learning uh, the United States history and learning what the houses do. So mm -hmm. that might be one that you can go back and watch. But uh, yeah, for the, uh, for the election day in November is going to be quite interesting and quite a, uh, a setup. Mm, yeah. It might be a bit of an upset with uh, Uranus there on the, uh, lunar eclipse uh i was going to say we also have a solar eclipse video as well and i'll link to that and we also i think for the solar eclipse ones we looked at the assassinations of u.s presidents and the solar eclipses before that in, just yeah. uh, prior to their assassinations it was quite interesting if you're kind of like well i don't really care about the sibling chart i just want to know about the houses if you check out the Ascendant video, which we will also link, that does go through a little mm. bit of the houses too, but that's for like a personal natal chart. When we're talking about the Sibley chart or a chart for a country, we call that mundane astrology and it, it's slightly different. So yeah, but yeah, well, there's lots of things to link to and lots of things to look forward to. That will be very interesting. That is the aspects for um the full moon in aries coming up as mm -hmm. well as the stone the red jasper so you know keep it in mind if you're ever at a crystal store it'll give you that extra energy yeah and what are you doing donna and where can people find you um i'm doing natal readings uh as well as electional and i do horary readings um and i work with crystals as well so that's a year ahead for all the astrology mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and where can people find you linda yeah oh did you tell them where you were oh i'm sorry <laughs> i'm at donnabeastrology.com is my website so you can get a hold of me if you need a reading um you can get you can contact me through facebook as well mm -hmm.
And where can people get a hold of you? And what are you doing, Linda? I'm at Scullywag Astrology and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, I'm doing natal readings and relationship readings and year ahead readings. So wonderful. thank you for watching. Um, yeah, we're kind of a little bit, kind of a, a strange energy tonight, but uh, we're not far from the new moon. We had the new moon a couple of days ago. I don't know. I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> Actually, we, we had um, a lot of Mercury, Jupiter stuff going on too, I think. What was that? That was a week ago. Yeah, I don't know. And, yeah, and Mercury is still retrograde, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would definitely explain the hmm. Mercury stuff we've been doing hmm. a couple times. Yes, but uh, thank you for listening. Please like, share, comment, and um, we hope to see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Bye-bye.